Today's daf is Ksubas daf pay. We are holding on daf ayin tes amid bays at the Mishnah, where the Mishnah is going to talk about what if the husband spends money on the, on improving the wife's nichse malug. So generally speaking, when they part ways, the wife gets the karka, and whatever payrolls the husband was able to get, he gets. But what if he spent a lot of money improving the property? What happens to all of that money? So the Mishnah is going to talk about is going to talk about that, and it's going to discuss the difference between whether the husband ever actually got to eat the payrolls of the karka and what's considered eating the peros. How, how significant an amount does uh, does he have to eat versus a case where he never ate the peros of the karka. And it's also going to talk about what if the expenses were greater than the improvement. He spent a lot of money on the karka, but it didn't turn out to be a great investment. He spent a lot of money, didn't didn't result in that much great improvement. It's also the Gemara is going to talk about if the husband hired sharecroppers, who has to pay those uh, those sharecroppers. So it may depend what the, the Gemara is going to talk about that it will depend if the husband himself is also an aris or if he's not also an aris then Ahmed Bey's the Gemara is going to talk, have a machlokas if the husband is allowed to sell the nichse melug liperoseha, I mean he certainly can't sell the property itself, but can he sell the property to someone? For as long as I'm married, you could eat the peros of this uh, of this property. The Gemara is going to give two reasons that he shouldn't do that, that he should not be allowed to do that, and three nafkaminas between the two reasons. And the Mishnah in the middle of Ambez that takes us pretty much to the end of the daf discusses what the din of the nichse melug and the ksuba are when you're dealing with a shomeres yavam, when we're not dealing with a regular marriage but a woman who is awaiting Yibam. So let's begin with the Mishnah on Ayin Tassam and Beis at the bottom of the page. If a person spent money investing in the Nechassim uh, of his wife and the Nechassim of his wife to improve the Nechassim of his wife, whether he spent a lot of money and he was only ochel some small amount of peros, or kima va'achal harbe, he spent a small amount of money and he uh, and he he uh, was able to eat a good deal of peros. Either way, masha hotzi hotzi umasha achal achal. Whatever he spent is spent, and whatever he eats is eaten. Meaning he doesn't get reimbursed for his expenses. He was ochel the peros, and that's all he's entitled to. And the expense are gone. But Hotsi but if he spent money and he did not eat the payrolls, he did not eat anything, then Then he takes a shvua how much he spent, and he will uh, get reimbursed for whatever amount of money he spent on the uh, on improving the karka. Tosos on this Mishnah appears on Dafpeam and Alf, it's a misplaced Tosos. In Dibra Maskli Yeshava, Tosos quotes Rabbeinu Khananel, Bipir Shabbeinu Khananel, Makshin, Amailo Tana, Hain Nishpa Venotal, Bahadi. In Mesecha Shvus, we have a whole list of Nishbayin Vinotlin. It's an unusual situation to be Nishba Vinotel. Most of the time, the person takes a Shvua, he's, he, there's someone is trying to get money from him, and when he takes a Shvua, he's putter from paying the money. There aren't that many examples of a Nishba where you take a Shvua Vinotel, and as a result of your Shvua, you're able to take money from somebody. So, why isn't this listed amongst those that are? Those cases of nishba in vinotlin. After all, the person, the husband is swearing how much he spent, and now he's able to get reimbursed, he's able to get paid back by the wife. So, mishani, 
Hachishin es HaNishba, Kigon Sachir, Bechashud, all the cases of Nishba Vinotan that are mentioned in the Mishnah Shavuos are cases where there's some dispute as to, uh, as, as to his claim. Over here, the woman's not claiming that he didn't spend the money. She says, no, what does she know about the business expenses that he put in to the, to the Karka? So he swears exactly how much it is. But in the case of Shavuos, you're dealing with a Sachir, you're dealing with someone who's suspected of skimming off the top, you're dealing with someone who's suspected of, of wrongdoing. So that's where he has to be Nishba, that he, uh, that he didn't take anything he wasn't supposed to. Over here, as Tos points out, and that's why we also don't mention because also over there as well, no one's being makhish when you when uh, when a person comes to claim from Yisomim. We don't know that he's that that, that he's uh, that he's lying. No one's claiming that he's lying. We just don't know anything. So he has to take a shavua in that case. Now the Rishonim asks the question: Why is it that if he's achal kima, that if he only ate a small amount of peros, he loses out all of the expenses that he put into the karka? So Tamid Rebbeinu Yonah write that in that little bit that he eats, he's megaladas that he's making an investment for the future. That he's he's doing that he's working this field and he's investing in this field not to improve his wife's uh, his wife's field, but it's an investment in his own peros, and that he'll be able to get more peros in the long run. And that was his ikar kavana. So he wasn't try, to, to have uh, n- not for this year necessarily, but for next year, the year after, that it's going to produce many more peros. So the the, uh, the originally when he was motzi the the, the hotzos when he spent all that money, his das was that even if he doesn't benefit connected the amount of money that he spent this year, it's still going to benefit him in the long run, so he's spending for his own sake, and therefore if they get divorced, we say, Masha Hotzi Hotzi whatever he spent was money spent on payros, it wasn't really money spent on the carpet, it was money spent on payros so it was spent on his portion of what he was supposed to get the Ritva says that we're talking even of the Chassim that, uh, that, 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 that she has Rishos to sell that he's always Mochel when he's uh, when, when, when he's when he eats a little bit, because it's not going to be shchiach that she's going to give it to someone else because she's going to have a certain amount of eva. She's not going to want to give it to someone else. So he's still uh, investing in this field, not because of the payros. He's investing in the field because he thinks he's going to be yorish the field. He assumes that ultimately the field is going to belong to him. So the ritva seems to understand it's midin mechila that that we're omdim al daito that he's spending the money even if he's not going to get paid for it right away because he's uh, he's hoping uh, for for. for Future investment. So the Ritva says when we say Masha Hotzi Hotzi that uh, that that uh, whatever he spent is gone. So he says that's only Pistama where we assume that he's being Mochel. But if he made a Tanai Milachachila that he's not Mochel and that he wants all the Hotzaos, if he made such a Tanai before he ever spent any money, then he's Makabal all the Hotzaos. Then he will receive all the expenses that he made in the field because the whole thing, the whole mechanism that the mission is based on is Mechila according to the Ritva. So asking more of a Kima. We said no matter, even if he just eats a little bit, well, how little is little? There's got to be some, some line where you're going to say that, uh, that whatever he had is so tiny that it doesn't even count as eating anything. Even if he eats one dried fig, that's considered to be a little bit of eating, and therefore he loses all those kavod. But it's only if he ate it in what's called, in a way, that's derech kavod. The Gemara will, will define. So, actually, the Gemara, I don't think, does define derech kavod. It just discusses what if, how much would he have to eat if it's not derech kavod. So, derech kavod means to eat Allah, shulchan, to eat in a normal, uh, normal way. So, 
They say, no, not only if you eat a, a uh, grogris, but even if you eat, you ate a bunch of uh, clustered together dates. Uh, to Rashi says, These are dates that are crushed all together the way they would, uh, they, would, they would crush figs together and make a fig cake. So you ate some dates that were crushed together. Even that would be considered a little bit. So Rashi raises the question. It's an unusual style of Rashi over here. Rashi does, isn't just Mufarish. He starts acting like a Tosos, and he says, wait a second, third line, Vikashali, Maya Filu Drabiaba. Why is Rabbi Abba Amri Beirav say Afilu Shigra de Timri when the first day I said, even if you eat one, one fig, which is worth more? What's considered a smaller amount? Why does he say Afilu? Afilu makes it sound like he's giving a smaller amount. Uh, why does he say Maya Filu Drabiaba? How Grogros Gree me tomorrow? A Grogros is less than a Tamar, is less than date. Kiditanan, like the Mishnah says, Achel Grogros Vishilim Tamarim, Tavol of Bracha, that if a person is Achel Grogros and he pays back with Tamarim, Tavol of Bracha, he's paying back with higher quality stuff than he ate. So you see that dates are more expensive and more valuable than a Grogros. So if you said Grogros Achas, then the next day I shouldn't say Afilu Tamarim, it should say, no, Grogros Achas isn't good enough, that Tamarim is more than Grogros Achas. If this opinion would have come first, then I wouldn't have any kashas, because I feel Shigur de Timri would have been a chiddish, and then we would build on that chiddish and say, no, not only that, even a grogus achas, which is less. And then Rashi says, so some svarim have a different kirsa. Yesh svarim meshubashim vekasben vekama Harbe, some have that these answers are answers to a different question. Not that we're asking how little is little, but we're asking when the Mishnah says that he's achal harbe, how much is harbe? That's what the, the, uh, these, these are coming to answer. But says to Rashi, that's ridiculous. That Ram Rabbi Abba, etc. The girsa showed him hizu. He says, this is a girsa of fools. Why would we be asking how much is harbe? It doesn't matter. It's more than a little. Meaning there's no enough to know when it's called that he ate harbe. That anything more than this tiniest amount is harbe to an infinite amount that he could have eaten. So there's no there's no like maximum number. So it doesn't make sense to ask kama harbe. But there is a minimum. So that's why it makes sense to ask how much is kima, how much is a little bit. So Rashi says it has to be that our gears is correct, but we have a kasha. He's left with this kasha. What's the afilu? When we talk about tomorrow, so Tosos uh, gives an answer. It doesn't say afilu tamri. It doesn't say even dates. It says afilu shigra de tamri, and that word makes all the difference. When you say shigra de tamri, we're talking about dates that are worth very little because they're all crushed and smashed together, so they're not they're not very high end dates, and that's the afilu. That even though these dates are worth less than than figs are worth, still that's considered to be Achal Kima. Bibi, back in the Gemara, Bayra Bibi, Chuftsa de Tamri Mai. What if you have a Chuftsa de Tamri? What does that mean? So says Rashi, after you made beer out of the dates, Benishar Apsolas, and you're left with the sediment, whatever's left of the date, after beer making, or they're completely crushed up so that they will be prepared for beer making. So what's the din there? Is that considered to be an Achilas Kima, or is that even less than Achilas Kima? Take who the Gemara leaves that unresolved. 
Lo derech kavod mai. What if a person ate them, but he didn't eat them in a derech kavod? So then, what's considered achila? Meaning, if a person just eats like a pig, and uh, but he eats a lot, so you're still going to say it's not called achila, and he's still going to get reimbursed for all of his expenses. Well, there has to be some minimum amount that he has to uh, that he has to eat. Where you're going to say that okay, even though it's not derech kavod, it's still considered to be an achila from the field. Amar Ula Pligi Batre Amoroi Bimarava, it's a machlokus between Amoroi Eretz Yisrael. Chad Amar Bikiisar, one says, well, at that point he would have to eat a Kiisar's worth of food, the Chad Amar Bikidinar. And the other one says that he would have to eat a Kidinar's worth of food. Now the Gemara never paskins which way to say, whether it's a Kiisar or a Kidinar. The Rambam in Hilchazishus, Parachav Gimel, Achas, says that is Kidinar, that he has to eat a Dinar's worth of food. And the Magamish explains that we're not going to be, uh, uh, um, um, uh, we're not going to be mechay of the husband to lose out on all of his hotzaos unless there's a raya brura. So a dinar we assume is a, is a larger amount, I believe, than an isar. So that's what the Ram says. We're only going to make him only if he ate that amount. Are we going to make him lose out on the hotzaos? Now there's machlokas. What the reason Beis Yosef writes that since the Baal is yorid bershus, we should always pass him like the dasa mekel because he's uh, he's being yorid bershus. He's not just going into a field, uh, you know, un, without uh, without being asked to, and also. Since the Nechasim Arbacheskaso, before he divorces her, so he's the Nitva. He's the one that they're claiming the money from. So it's Ali Isha Lahaviraya, meaning whenever you have a Safik and Dinimamnis, the general rule is Hamotzi Mechavera Lafaraya. The question is over here, it's a little tricky because this field was in their marital possession, meaning she was the owner and he was eating the payros and he was working on it. So who's called who's called the uh, the Motzi Mechavero? So he says he, the husband is considered to be the uh, the Nitva. That's how the Beis Yosef explains and that's why we would say uh, we would say Motzi Mechavero Lavaraya over here. Amri Dayani de Pumbedisa Avid Rabbi Yehuda Uvda Bechavile Zemuros. The Dayani de Pumbedisa reported that Rabbi Yehuda <laughs> even allowed the, uh, the the husband to lose out all of his otzaos when all he ate was the chavile zemuros. That's all he got out of the field, which was uh, which is machel pilim. It's elephant food, as Rashi points out. The chashva achila bechavile zemuros shein machel pilim. That all he took from the field were chavile zemuros, which are which isn't even human food. and he fed it to his own animals. Then the girish esishto v'am revido masha achalachal. He divorced his wife and reviewed the paskin in that case. Well, he ate something from the field, he got something from the field and therefore he loses out on all of the investment he made in the, uh, in, the in the field. So even if it was just Chavilis uh, Mursus, Machlokas and the Rishonim, what the, does the Gemara mean that that's called Achila Bekavod and even and therefore even an Masha who have Chavilis Mursus would be called Achila or Achilis Behema is not considered Achila Bederach Kavod it's Hana'a and it would have to be Shavadina or Ke'isr because it would have a Din of Hana'a rather than a Din of Achila. So Rashi says that he is machmehen lebehemto. Now, explains that the mashmos of Rashi is that it's an achila bederach kavod, and therefore you don't need achila bedinar. So, meaning Rashi emphasizes machil lebehemto. The fact that he's machil means that he's emphasizing its status as achila. The Rush says, no, we don't give a shear for chavilis muros. So, probably you have to assume that it's pachos shebemamon, and he has a third shita that it's uh, that it's a shava pruta that whatever is considered a uh, reasonable amount of money, which is a shava 
Shava Pruta for most things. That's how much he would have to have taken from the Chavilis Muros in order to lose all of the expenses that he put into the field. And the Ritva says, that's Shava Dinar, that this is, ta- this is Hana'a from the field, this is not Achila from the field, because he's not eating anything. He's just uh, getting Hana'a from the field. Rav Yudel and this is Rav Yudel Shitaso by saying that eating the Chavilis Muros, or that using the Chavilis Muros counts as Achila from the field, is Rav Yudel Shitaso Because in a different context, when we talk about making a Chazaka, Chazkas Gimel Shanim, in a piece of property, in a field, Rav Yudel said the following, Dam Rav Yudel, Achla Orla, let's say the time you spent in the field, uh, in possession of this field, were the early years of the trees that were planted here, where you're not allowed to eat the fruits of these trees anyhow, or Shavias, or is a Shemitah year, where all the peros are Hefker anyway, or Kalayim, or it's a field that's planted with Kalayim, where all the peros are Aser. Still, I raise a Chazaka. Still, that's going to count as a Chazaka according to Rav Yudas. That's why it's Rav Yudas that even eating the Chavilis Muros is a Chazaka. So the question we're trying to deal with is, these are just two random halachas that seem to have nothing to do with each other. One is about the husband being uh, Ochel from the wife's field. So he said eating Zemuros, eating branches of some sort, is considered to be eating from the wife's field. And then this other halacha is, if he ate peros that are Aser Ba'ana, that's called making a Chazaka. What does what, what Peros and Rasabana have to do with Chavili Zemuros? He never said anything about Chavili Zemuros in this Mishnah about making a Chazaka. So obviously the Rishonim are going to have different creative interpretations to try to figure out what, uh, what the equation is over here. So Rashi says that in all three of these examples where he eats from the Orla, from the Klayim in the field, it's Shemitah year, he's not being Nana from the Peros of the Balabais because Orla and Klayim, the Peros are Aser. And by Shviya, it's Hefker, so it's not called Hana from the Peros of the Balabais because it doesn't belong to the Balabais. So how does he make a chazaka? It must be that he's making a chazaka not by eating the peros, but by enjoying the zemuros, the branches that are not asr mishum arla and chayim, and that are not hefker during shemitah year. So that must be the underlying assumption of Rabbi Yehuda that it, it can't be that he's making a chazaka by eating the peros of these fields because the peros are not are, are asr ba'na. In two of the cases, in the third case, they belong to everybody anyway. So that can't be how he's making the chazaka. The way he's making the chazaka must be that he's enjoying the chavil. The Rambam in the Shulchan Aruch brings it down this way. Right, that he's Achla Orla Shviyus Uklayim even though he's being it's still a chazaka sounds like the, uh, the chazaka is created not by eating the, the zmuros, the chazaka is created by eating the peros themselves Magomisha says that they bring a riot from, uh, from, from our Gemara against the Rambam and no, our Gemara clearly must be assuming that you're not getting a chazaka from the peros, you're getting a chazaka from the zmuros and that's why, And so how could the Rambam say that, uh, that just eating the Peros alone is a chazaka that seems to be against our our gemara. So uh, so so the tumim explains that lechora since the peros are aser. What, what kind of macha uh, can the Bailim make? Bainkach, he can't, uh, he can't get Hanar from it anyway. But since it's Dinam Besreifa and Kalan Israfin, Afarun Mutar, since the, the halach is that you'd have to burn them, and then the ashes of, of burning them would be Mutar, so the Bailim could make a macha Mishum the Eifer. That the, that's what the Ramams understand. The, if you eat the Peros that are Asabana, the Bailim should be able to say, You're eating my Peros that are Asabana. What do you care? They're Asabana anyway. Well, we could burn them, and then after I burn them, I can enjoy the Eifer. And that's the 
raya the Gemara is bringing with the Zmoros, that the afer of burnt produce has the same status as Zmoros. It's something that's inedible, and it's something else like Eitz Bialma, and that's what we're saying, that you can get the, the Hana out of. That's the connection, that's the raya that the Tumum explains according to the Shita Sarambam. Amr Rabbi Yaakov, Amr Rav Chista, Hamotzi Otsa'us al Nuchsei Ishto Ketana, Kemotzi al Nuchsei Acher Dami. If a person spends money on the Nechassim of his Ketana wife, whose mother and brother married her off, if she was a Ketana wife whose father married her off, so then she is Mamish's wife, then there's no, no special discussion. But if you were talking about a girl who at any point could she, she could be Mima Enes and she could leave the marriage and it could turn out that they're never really married. So that's like Motzi al Nuchsei Acher. That's like uh, the, someone else going into someone, someone going into someone else's property and improving the, the property where you would, the halach would be, you would take Kemishpat Arisei HaMedina, Rashi says. You would take whatever an Aris would normally, uh, would normally receive. Maitaima, uh, why is it that we give him that benefit, that he gets to receive whatever a normal Aris would receive? So, so that he wouldn't totally run the field into the ground, that he wouldn't destroy the field entirely. So as, as, uh, as Rashi points out, since he's getting paid like an Aris, he's not going to want to ruin the field, because Meimar Amar, she might not beg out of this marriage. And even if she does beg out of the marriage, at least I'll get whatever I worked for, like an artist would get whatever he works for. So I might as well treat the field with uh, in a proper way. So there was a woman that she received as a as Yerusha, which counts as Nixe Malud, 400 Zuz. But the problem was it was all the way by Bechozai, and apparently she didn't live anywhere near Bechozai. Azul Gavra Apik Shismeya. So the husband went to go get the money and he spent six hundred Zuz on travel expenses. I see Arba Meya. Then she bring, he was bringing back the four hundred Zuz. On the way back it turned out that the travel expenses were six hundred and one Zuz. So he needed to spend another Zuz. So he took from the four hundred that he was bringing back, he just uh, took one Zuz out and uh, and used it for his expenses. So he came to Rabbi Ami. Rabbi Ami says, "Well, he took one zuz, so he's achal peros from it, and therefore the rule is, even if you're just achal kima, masha hotzi hotzi, masha achal achal." Amr le Rabban Rabbi Ami, "Hani milech dekachal pera hakarna kachal v'otzayi." No, that's only if you eat the peros that the that the nixim mulug produce. Over here, he was eating the actual nixim mulug, meaning this money was all she had. It was the actual karen. It wasn't a, it wasn't the peros, and then therefore it's uh, it was just an expense. From the, he was paying for his expense from the Niximulug itself. It's quite a swing in the in the psak that therefore he was considered to be someone who wasn't ochal anything and he did spend a lot of money on it on expenses. So he has to swear how much he spent on expenses and he gets whatever it is that he spent on the expenses. So the Mishnah said that as long as he didn't eat any of the payros. He just takes a shvua, how much he spent, and that's what he gets. Amr of Yasi Vushiyesh Shevach Kineged Hotsa'ah. That's when we say that he swears how much he how much he, he spent and that's what he gets. That's only when the benefit was uh, corresponds when the improvement to the field corresponds to the hotsa'a. So what does it mean to say? And if it didn't correspond to the hotsa'a, then what? Then he doesn't get anything. Then he, so Rashi explains. There are two possibilities. Are we trying to give a kulatim to say that if the improvement 
movement is greater than the Hotsa'ah, lo ba'yishvua, then you won't even need to take a shvua. Meaning if he's claiming that he put $10,000 into this field, but we're looking and we see that the field is now worth $20,000 more than it used to be. So why make him swear? Uh, he, he, it's, it's a boon for her. Meaning she, she's making a, a ton of money off of this. So let him just take his $10,000 without swearing. Maybe that's what we're saying. Oh, or maybe no, maybe we're being more machmir in him. Maybe we're saying that if he spent, ten, he's saying he spent $10,000 on the field, but we see that the field only improved by $5,000, then even with a shvua, he can't get $10,000. He can only get $5,000. Which of those halachas are we saying over here when we say the din that he swears and he gets whatever he spent on it is, uh, is only true? When when they're equal, does it mean if uh, if the expenses are more that it's going to uh, get him uh, earn him less, or does it mean that if the expenses are less than the shavach that uh, that he won't even need to take a shavua? We're coming to be makel on him that if the shavach is greater than the hotzaos, then he'll be able to receive that even without taking a shavua. So Rav says, well then, if a guy doesn't want to swear, he's just going to claim Mahotzah to be one dollar less than whatever the Shevach is always. I Meaning no matter how much he actually spent, if the Shevach is twenty thousand dollars, so he'll say, Oh yeah, I spent nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, he won't have to take a shvur, and even if he really did spend twenty thousand dollars on it, still he won't have to take a shvur to it and he's gonna because it'll be an easy way out for him. So Ella Amarava, Shemhaisa Hotzah, Yesera Allah Shevach, Ainlu Allah Shir Shevach, Ubishvua. So it must be that we're coming to be Machmir. We're coming to say that if the expenses were more than the improvement of the field, the most he's ever going to get is the value of the improvement of the field, and even that he only gets with the shavua. So it's actually a chumra; it's not a kula on him. What if a husband hired a recent, he hired sharecroppers to work in the field? What's the din? Do we assume that they came here, Aldas the husband, and therefore, if the husband is uh, thrown out of the field at, at, uh, at divorce and, uh, and, and he doesn't get anything, so they get nothing either? Or do we say, no, this is a field that needs sharecroppers? So, whoever the owner of the field is, whoever's calling the shots, whoever's running the show, we need to hire sharecroppers anyway, and therefore, they should get paid like normal sharecroppers now by the wife. And it's not, even though the husband's the one that brought them in. So Maskafa Rav Barav Khanan, Maishname Yorid the Tokste Havero, Vinita Shalob Vinata Shalobrashos, Shamlovyadaltachtona. Why should this be any different than someone going into his friend's field, planting it without any permission, where the Allah is we evaluated, and is Yadalatachtona? He takes the Yitzya Kashir Shabach. He takes however much he spent, as as long as it's not more than the Shabach to the field. That's what the Gemara says in Bamatsiya. So over here, um, over here, you want to let this, just say that this is an artist of the Baal and let these sharecroppers go below Klum? At the very least, where they should at least have Yadal Tachtona, at least let them get whichever amount is less between the Shevach and the Hutsaos. So, no, because over here, the, 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 
here, the woman could say, why should I pay sharecroppers? The husband was the one that was supposed to be working on this field the whole time. He's bringing in outside employees. He's, it was his job to, to deal with it. When you go into a field that nobody's working on and there was no one else doing anything, so fine, then, uh, then you can claim, but over here, the husband should have been Torah. So what are we passing in the end of the day? If the husband himself is a capable sharecropper, he's someone who could be the one to do all the work in the field, so then, then they are just extensions of the husband, and if the husband leaves with nothing, they would leave with nothing, because he should have been the sharecropper. But if the husband, he's a, he's a doctor, he's an attorney, he doesn't, he doesn't know anything about sharecropping, he doesn't know anything about working a field. So there was no understanding in, on her part that the husband is going to be the one responsible for making the field produce. Of course the husband was going to bring in Arisin and therefore the Arisin get treated like Arisin. So therefore Arul Arisi Kaima and they get paid like an Aris would get, would get paid. Ibailu, another Shaila. Bal Shemachar Karka Leperos Mahu. What if the husband takes the Nechsem Lug and he sells the Nechsem Lug for the, uh, for the Karka just before we move on to the Shaila actually. When we said Istalik Luhu, Bal Istalik Luhu Tosas raises the question that the Gemara Mesechus Bamatziah says that if a person hires a poel to to uh, work in his field and he and, and he said and then he shows him his friend's field he says come work for me and he points to a field and he's pointing to someone else's field so no uh, you have to you have to pay him so meaning the the one who hired these workers has to pay them even though the workers didn't benefit him at all he thought it was just a funny practical joke he was going to get these workers to work in someone else's field and now he's going to be stuck with the bill he's going to have to pay them because he's the one that hired the workers so as Tosos shouldn't the Baal have to pay the Aris over here? I mean, we're talking about, does the, does the wife have to pay the Aris because it was her field? Forget about the wife paying the Aris. It wasn't the Baal's field, and he's pointing to this field. Go work in this field. So he should have to pay the Aris, according to the, the Gemara and Bamitzia. So Tulsa suggests that we're talking about that they knew that the Karka belonged to the wife. And it was Almanas came that they, that they entered the field, that if the husband loses out, that they're not going to have anything, any tainas on him. They knew that he was just a, a husband and that it wasn't his, his property. The Shulchan happens to not make such a chiluk whether they knew or didn't know when the Shulchan Aruch quotes this din but the Ramah writes the Ramah adds that in the, the Ha'ara of Tosos that it's only when they knew that the field belonged to the woman but if they didn't know that it was the woman's field then of course they'll take like an artist from the husband that's what the Chalks Mechalk explains on the side when notal karis means that the husband will have to pay them like, a, like an artist as as Tosos points out over here. So this Tosos is uh, la halacha according to the Ramah. So Yibayilu. So the Gemara now raises the next question. Bal shemachar karka leperos mahu. What if the husband sold the karka for the peros? Meaning, he knows he only owns the peros and therefore he can't sell the actual gufa karka. But instead of using the field and uh, harvesting the field and bringing in the peros year in, year out to, uh, to the home, uh, to their house, he decides he's going to want nothing to do with this field as long as they're married. So he finds a buyer who's willing to, to invest in the rights to the payrolls for as long as they're married, and he sells it to that guy. So he sort of removes himself entirely from the field. Mia, Mina, and my 
Yakni? Do we say, well, he owns the Peros, so he could be marking the Peros to others? Or maybe, no, maybe when the Rabbani made it to that the Baal gets Peros, that's only so that the Peros could be coming into the house each and every year, each and every harvesting season. So she'll benefit, she'll, she'll receive the Bracha from that field in the household. But uh, to sell it where he's just going to completely remove himself from the field, that he doesn't have a, have a right to do. That's the question. The rush raises the question, why is the suffix only on Mechiros HaKarka and not on Mechiros HaPeros? It's Bal Machar Karka Lib Peros. Why not just say uh, each year when he harvests the field, is he allowed to sell those Peros or does he have to bring them into the house so that she could experience a Revach Besa? So the rush explains that the Peros themselves, once he harvests them, he's definitely allowed to sell because when he sells them, then he's going to bring the money into the house each and every year. I mean, if he, as long as he does it as it goes, as he harvests, he sells, and he, so then it's, it's an ongoing benefit to their household that he's bringing in from that field. But if it's a one-time thing, where at the beginning of the marriage he just says, you know, I want nothing to do with this field. So in one lump sum, he gets paid a large amount of money that the person is going to be able to enjoy the perils forever. Well, then there's not going to be a constant stream of bracha from the field in the house. There's not going to be the constant revach pesa, and that's what the Gemara is not sure that maybe is beyond his rights to be to be allowed to do. Yehuda Marbar Meremar Rava Amar Masha Asa Asui. So Yehuda Marbar Meremar says in the name of Rava, it's a valid sale. The sale is binding. Rav Papar Rava loss of loklum, totally invalid sale. Whatever he did is absolutely not binding. Amrav Papa Had Yehuda Marbar Meremar Lav Beferushit Mar. It's always important to know what context things were said in. Yehuda Marbar Meremar. I just had I was someone emailed me last Friday that you were quoted on the OU website about the kosher switch. So I, I went to look on the OU website. I saw a quote. I gave a 25-minute cheer all about the halachic ins and outs and how at the end how Ramesha was so right about uh, you know we're seeing how Shabbos clocks are you know are one step but it's going to lead to all sorts of other things and, and I even mentioned uh, I, I apparently I correctly predicted the Shabbos app. The, uh, the, the, so, uh, but what was the quote? The quote was that the kosher Rabbi Ari Leibowitz says the kosher switch is ingenious or brilliant or something. <laughs> it's brilliant, but not everything that is brilliant is mutter. So it's a, it's a, it's a, you have to know the context that things are that things are said in sometimes. So over here there's a uh, there's a, there's context over here. It's important to know that Yehuda Marbar Meremer when he said Masha Asa Aswi he doesn't mean uh, he didn't say that as Stam Psak Halach in the base Medrash when they were discussing these halachos. No, there was a story that happened and the story uh, changes the picture a little bit. There was a woman that brought into the marriage two maidservants. The guy went, married a second wife, took on a second wife, and gave the second wife one of the first wife's maidservants for that she brought as Nitzimulog. So I saw the commander She was not very happy about this. That I bring in the, the maid and he's giving it to the other wife. Rava didn't pay any attention. So that's, that was the Yehuda Marbar Marimar Mishmei Rava, the name of Rava. That Rava just didn't pay any attention when the, when the woman came complaining. So man de chaza savar mishum de savar Whoever saw that assumed that the reason Rava didn't pay any attention is because he has the right to sell the payrolls of Nechse Melug. So he has the, once she brought in these maids and, uh, and he has the, the rights to whatever payrolls they produce to all of their work, he can give that work to another wife. 
Velohi, Mishum Revach Pesavah No, but the real halacha is that he's he, he's only entitled to the peros insofar as there's there's Revach Besa. Over here, he's keeping this extra maidservant in his household. So there is Revach Besa. They're all living under one roof. So there is Revach Besa from the Nichsei Malot. And that's why Rava paid no attention to her. But it doesn't mean that he's allowed to sell a karka of Nichsei Malot for the peros forever. The halacha, therefore, is that if he sells the karka of peros, the sale is invalid. My time, why is it invalid? Two reasons. Abayi says because we're afraid that if he's going to put this property in someone else's hands, that other person has no long-term investment in the property. He knows that ultimately it's going to go right back to the woman, and there's no one looking over his shoulder because the woman doesn't live with him, so he's going to run the place into the ground. He's going to treat it like uh, like people treat hotel rooms. You know, you're only there for a night or two, so, uh, so no one's going to take extra care to, to, to be good about it. Rava Amr Mishum Ravach Besa. Rava says that no, it's a concern of Ravach Besa, that uh, she's supposed to enjoy the continuous benefit and bracha that the field provides, and if it's off by someone else, there's not going to be Revach Besa. Maybe now, what's enough Kamina, whether the concern is that he's going to run the field into the ground, so to speak, not put intended, or, or whether it's going to be an issue of Revach Besa. So three enough Kaminas. If the land is very near where they live, so she could go take a walk past the land every day, and she'll know if there's going to be, if he's running it into the if he's destroying it or not. So that would be one enough Kamina, but she's not enjoying the Revach Besa. Inami bal arisu, or if the husband works as a sharecropper on the land, and therefore he's going to make sure that the land is being treated properly. Inami zuzi v'kavid bahu iska, or it's money, and he's doing schara with the money that he's uh, that he's makabel from from the lokach. So there's going to be revach besa, but uh, but you still have to worry that he's going to uh, that, that that it's going to to destroy. Uh, to destroy the the, the original nechasim. Shomeris yavam shenafla nechasim. Now new mishnah. You have shomeris yavam who uh, receives nechasim, which have a status of nechasim malut. Modem mishamim v'yisol shomacheres v'nosenes v'kayim. She certainly has the rights to sell. <coughs> and make transactions with those nechasim, and that's a binding transaction. Mesa mayasu b'ksubasa. If she dies, what do we do with the nedunya that she brought in as part of the ksuba? And with the other nechse malog. Beishamai says the inheritors of her husband and the inheritors of her father, the two families split it. And Beisil says that the nechasim stays in the in the possession of where they are. Uksuba becheskas Yorshe Abal. The Ksuba therefore is considered to be in the Chazaka of the Yorshe Abal. Nechasim and Nechnasim. Vayotzinima becheskas Yorshe Av. But the Nechasim that are Nechnasim and Yotzinima that the Nechasim that the Nechsei Melug are considered to be becheskas the Yorshim of the of the father. Hiniach Achiv if the brother, the deceased brother, had, uh, had left aside, had left some money when, when he died, the first brother, and the Yavam should yashin the money like all the other nechasim of the, uh, of the brother, uh, but their meshuba to the ksuba of the Yavama, even after the Yibam, the, the ksuba is still going to pay, is still going to be paid from the first husband's estate, so the, se- the second husband, the brother, has no right, even though he's the Yoresh, he doesn't have the right to spend this money, uh, because all the nechasim, even the metalta, 
Yavam Shubat of the Ksuba, so you lakach ben karka, vuachl peros. He had the Yavam Shubai karka with it, and the Yavam will be able to eat peros from the karka, because the peros of the next mace uh, that, that grow after he dies are not Meshubat to the Ksuba. It's only what was there at the time of death that's Meshubat to the Ksuba. If the first husband died and he left, peros at in a karka, peros that are detached from the ground, then you lakach ben karka, vuachl peros. Again, the Yavam will buy karka, and he'll enjoy the peros of that, uh, that karka. Mechubaran the karka, if he left peros that are mechubar to the karka, so similar to what we had in the last Mishnah. Amr Meir, Meir says the din is that whatever is gadol b'rshus ha-meis is mashubit to the ksuba, whatever is gadol b'rshus ha-yavam is not mashubit. So Shamanosan, we evaluate the property, kamein yafin b'peros, kamein yafin below a peros, how much is it below peros, how much is it worth with peros, how much is it worth without the peros that are mechubar, whatever the difference is between the two, yilach ben karka v'wach peros, you should buy karka, and that karka is going to be mashubad to the ksuba, but the peros that grow from that karka are not going to be mashubad to the ksuba, and the oven is allowed to enjoy those peros. The chamam peros are mechubar on the karka shalom. The chamam say, no, the, the, the peros that are mechubar to the karka are, are, are mashubad to the ksuba, and therefore they're shalom. But the metaltalin are not mashubad to the ksuba, and therefore are tulushim in the karka, kalakodim zachaban, which means, kadam hu zacha, if he was tofes them, they're his entirely, because they're, they're in metaltalin, not mashubad to the ksuba, but kadmihi, if she goes and grabs them, while her husband is still alive, so then they are Meshubah to the Ksuba, then you luck by the Karka of Peros. If she took those Peros while her husband was still alive, then you buy Karka and he'll eat the Peros from the Karka. Kanasa, so if, uh, if the Yavim then does Yibum, Harei Ki Ishta Lechal Davar, then they're totally married. Bilvad They're totally married in every which way, except for when it comes time to pay the Ksuba, it's going to come from the first husband's estate. Lo Yomar La Harei Ksubasayich Munachas Al Shulchan. He cannot say, your ksuba is over there and the, on the table or here. The, these nechasim are your ksuba, and therefore let me free up all the other nechasim to do as I please with. Now all of the nechasim of the first husband are achrayi to the ksuba. And a regular guy can't say to his wife, even in a non-yavim situation, I just want this one property to be meshubat to your ksuba, and all my other properties are not meshubat. So all of his nechasim are achrayi to the ksuba, are meshubat to the ksuba. Girshav, the Yavam then divorces the Yavama, Einla El Ksuba, she only receives the Ksuba. Hechziruf, he remarries her. It's like any other woman that you divorce and remarry, where it's Almanas, the Ksuba, the Rishon, and Einla El Ksuba, Bulvad. All she gets is the Ksuba, he doesn't have to give her any sort of brand new Ksuba. Okay, Bashom will pick up with the Gemara tomorrow. Bye.